This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, babies. The charity stripe at your free throws because they're free. Fisher Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. The divisional round is in the books. Ravens take care of business. Niners squeak one out. Lions do it at home and head to the conference championship for the first time since 1991. Very exciting for the city of Detroit. And Kansas City does what Kansas City does. It beats the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Tyler Bass, it's always wide right in Buffalo. Very unfortunate for them, but they fall once again to Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs. What was the best game of the weekend? Uh, last night, I think. Chiefs and Bills. Mm. Yeah. Toss, you said it was a rivalry. I kind of pushed back a little bit because rivalry means both teams have to win and the Chiefs always win. But they do always continuously produce fantastic finishes in the playoffs. And the product you get with Kansas City and Buffalo, you know you're in for a really strong game. Uh, and quite frankly, I think we could start with that one. I, I think I think Buffalo gifted that game away to Kansas City. I think by the grace of God, Nicole Hardman fumbled that ball out of the end zone. And had he not, it would, the game wouldn't have been as close as it was. The DeMar Hamlin fake punt was probably, in all my years of watching football, the worst play call I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, you're, are you trying to win a football game or go back-to-back at the ESPYs? Like, what are you realistically trying to do here? It made absolutely no sense. He's not a running back. He's not even really their return guy. And on your own 30, giving Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs the ball back where they can make it a game where you have to score a touchdown, not a field goal, or they can make it a two-possession game, which they were inches away from doing. 
you're in some serious trouble. And I thought that was really dumb. Tyler Bass, I know it happens, but for the fans to come in and shovel snow out of the stadium for two weeks in a row and just blow it on a 40-yard field goal, it's like... It's I went muted there. But that, it was just really disappointing for me and what the Bills had going on. And I, I think the Chiefs are a team that they're going to continuously take care of business. Spagnuolo, I felt, called a really good game. Josh Allen runs the ball really well. He threw it fine. They really game plan for Stephon. I mean, he didn't throw for he threw for under two hundred yards. Like he wasn't that. I, like it's really it's really tough when Stephon Diggs drops a sixty yard perfect pass in the air. I mean, it doesn't get as much perfect as that. That's probably the best deep ball I've seen all season, as far as fitting it into a tight window. And it was right in the bread basket. And one of the best receivers in the NFL dropped the ball, and that yeah. just can't happen. Yeah, you have to have your best players make the best plays in the biggest moments to win playoff games and. Travis Kelsey caught two touchdowns, right? Like that's that's pointing to it right there. Uh, and unfortunately, Diggs has been one of those guys where, yes, he's a he's a top 10 receiver. At times you've said he's a top five receiver, or at least that five guy looking in. Um, and you know, he didn't he didn't step up. And mm -hmm. so the same reason, you know, there was some criticism to CeeDee Lamb as well, who only played a good second half game for the Cowboys in their loss. Um, you know, like George Kittle scores a touchdown in that 49ers game. Right. Those the Christian McCaffrey scores the final game ceiling touchdown for the for the 49ers to beat the Packers at the end of that game. You have to step up and make those big plays. And it has to be from the best guys because oftentimes those are the guys that are getting the most opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I to be honest, I was I I have no I have no ill things to say about Josh Allen in this game. I thought he played a, a really impressive football game. I thought he quarterbacked just as good as Patrick Mahomes in this game. He was tremendous on the ground. He really was. He was a, a threat to them in the first half. I thought, like you said, Spags made good adjustments in the second half. The rivalry part of it is they're still they're still undefeated against them in the regular season. And these regular season games between these two teams have really, really mattered because I think it has become a rivalry, right? Otherwise, we would kind of look the other way when when these guys play each other. But because we can all acknowledge that I think they're, you know, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and Josh Allen is top three, sometimes top five. We preseason rankings for us, he was seven, but we were being a little harsh on him. I think, um, you know, it's, it's always fun to see these guys. And as far as the skill set of Josh Allen, like it, it, it's second to only one, right. In my opinion, as far as what he can do with the football uh, and he, and he took care of the football in this game. You know, it, he did what we had been criticizing him, what he couldn't do all season. And, and he did. And, they had opportunities and they just, like you said, they, they squandered them. I, I don't want to say that it's that they lost the game in that respect, because I think the chiefs played such good football that it's, I don't feel like it's just like an acknowledgement to the bills failures, right? Like so, there are other games where we watch them. We're like, okay, one of these teams really floundered it and they, they, they just lost it. And I don't think it was quite that. It, it wasn't quite that bad for the bills, but um, at home, you did what you needed to do in the regular season against Miami at, at the end, at the end of the season to win that game, win the division. And uh, now the chiefs are, are still proving everybody wrong by winning two, by winning a, a, a road game. And now they're going to have to play another road game against the Ravens. And I think, you know, there are certainly a lot of people who believe that they can win that game. I, I, kinda, I just, I do disagree though. I, I don't think like, this is not good enough for Buffalo. Like they need answers. Like their head coach cannot get it done. And Allen's impressive. He's a really good football player, 
but he can't get it done either when push comes to shove. And like he didn't throw for over 200 yards. He was under five yards per, you know, uh, per reception when he threw the ball. Like, yeah, he ran really well, but this isn't fantasy football. Like, you have to win the big games, and they couldn't do it. They got shut out in the fourth quarter when it mattered most at home. Like, I wasn't – I was like – I'm sorry. Like, I wasn't blown away by him. Like, I, I've seen a lot better quarterback games. Goff was better than he was this past weekend. Mah- uh, Mahomes, for sure, was better than him. I would say you could make the argument at times, like, Purdy Baker. had a better game. Baker, like, yeah, but Baker turned the ball over. Fine. I'll, g- I'll give Josh Allen the nod there. And he lost the game. Lamar, like these, like Lamar runs it better than Josh Allen. His skill set's better than Josh Allen. He doesn't turn the ball over as much as Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen's a really good quarterback, but he can't get it done. He can't get to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if it's a McDermott thing and they have to make a change there, but this team had the Chiefs at home. They came to their fields and they blew it. Not good enough. I just like this game being an indictment on Josh Allen is like not the story. Though. I'm just saying, like he if you if you are the best quarterback and you're a great quarterback, you win the games. Like Tom Brady's not the most skilled quarterback of all time, but when push came to shove, every time he delivered. Mahomes delivers. Like they win the games. Like Josh Allen didn't look great in the last drive. Like and they didn't get it done. Like he missed a really bad throw, and he again he got shut out, and the he didn't stretch the field with his arm. And I know outside of the yes, the digs drop is pretty terrible, and that would have maybe changed things, but. You know, outside of that, he really didn't do much stretching the field with throwing. And they got shut out in the fourth, man, at home. Like, you can't have that happen. Like, I don't – I think McDermott called uh, – the, the Hamlin call was bizarre. The field goal is unfortunate. Maybe it's, we're singing a different tune if Tyler Bass hits that and, you know, we see if Mahomes gets it done or maybe we go to overtime, what happens. But when push came to shove, like, Josh Allen and the offense, like, didn't do enough. And he was good, but he wasn't great. I thought a lot of the the end of the game – and the lack of offensive production for the Bills first came from the Chiefs being able to figure things out and stop the run, which they had not been able to do in the first half. And then James Cook was not even able to get, I think he didn't have more uh, longer than a three-yard carry in the fourth quarter and maybe in the third quarter. You check me on that. But that was something that was effective, really effective for the Bills' offense in the first half, and they made adjustments and were able to stop it. And look, like, balanced offense – ultimately really, really can help a quarterback. I mean, Pacheco was good all game long. So I I just don't want to admonish like the bills without giving credit to the chiefs defense, who was really fantastic outside of the Ravens, like the chiefs and Ravens defenses were the two arguably like the two best units in the divisional round when they needed to be, because I I thought they really, really stepped up in this game. I thought they were getting excellent pressure on Allen. I thought their DBs were making plays left, right, front and center on the ball. Um, I mean, McDuffie, the fact that they were able to get him and what he's been able to give them at such a young age, so impressive. Same thing with Snead. Um, it, it's, they're a really, really good football team, and he was playing against the best quarterback in the league, so that's why I don't think it's an indictment on the guy. But I understand, like, that at a certain point, you have to you have to get over the mountaintop, and if Lamar wins here, we're going to be in a really interesting conversation. If he wins it all, I'm saying. And not only if he wins it all, but if he wins the AFC Championship game against Patrick Mahomes, then he gets to a Super Bowl, then he's already in the class of Burrow, but maybe even higher because at this point, you know, we expect him to win the MVP this season. So then it That's becomes Mah- Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Bur- Burrow, and Allen's outside looking in. And and I I agree with you. I just I I think this game was a bigger story than just Josh Allen. Sure. Now. I that's why I started with the Demar Hamlin thing and the missed field goal. Those are bigger stories to and, me. 
And I, I, we can all acknowledge that like there were 10 guys on the field for the chiefs. And so that's why they did the DeMar Hamlin play. But even still the game script dictates that like, you got to punt that football where you are. Control the, the field position. It is dumb, honestly. And I, you know what, if you, I'm going to throw golf in there too. Like if golf goes and beats San Francisco in San Francisco this weekend, goes to the super bowl and has another great game. Like he was dealing yesterday. Like why is he? Super bowl. Yeah. Be second super bowl. Why is he not ahead of Josh Allen? Cause Josh Allen's fun. Like, no, he's not a better quarterback. <laughs> like he doesn't, he turns the ball over less. He wins games. He gets it done. He does. Different style. A, yeah. It's, it's style. I, he's asked to do a lot more, I would say than Jared Goff is, but that's for another time. Jared Goff uh, threw 43 time. passes yesterday. I think, I think ultimately like Josh Allen is as shiny as he is because of his ability to run. Like I'm it makes you. him, it, it, it gives him an X factor over a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, like rushing for 70 plus yards and two touchdowns in a playoff game. That's huge. But as a quarterback, I, I honestly would might rather have Goff back there. Yes. It's not a might. I would. He's a better passer than Josh Allen is. I think it's, com- it's not, it's not he leads him in every now. statistical category. It's not a thing. He is asked. He is asked to do more with his legs than Jared Goff is for their offense. Right. Yeah, they but have, he's, he's talking about David Montgomery passer. and Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, who, what did he do in the ground and in the air? He was pretty dynamic and James cook was solid. But like I just mentioned, he was completely stymied in the second half. And, and he, for this entire run as Josh Allen, as the bills quarterback, and look, I just mentioned he's outside looking in. If Lamar wins this game against Patrick Mahomes, he already might be behind Lamar. And if and if someone had their quarterback rankings, I would I would understand why they do that with their rankings. But I'm just saying, like they have asked, and maybe to the fault of McDermott and and Dorsey and now Joe Brady, they they might be asking too much out of this guy, right? Like they might be they might not be giving him enough things in to work with. Kincaid is an excellent addition. James Cook is an excellent addition. That's the best it's looked for them, but they were missing their wide receiver two in this game. They were missing Gabe Davis, right? They had wide receiver three go down. Sherfield's catching passes. Like that guy was like the fifth wide receiver on the 49ers. Now he's worked his way to the bills. I'm not saying that like that's, that's an excuse. I'm just saying comparatively, like the lions have Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown, who Amon Ross St. Brown in the last seven weeks has been a better football player than Stefan Diggs. Like that's just the fact of the matter. Their running back tandem is more impressive. Their offensive line is better. Collectively, the stories and circumstances are different between the, De- the Detroit Lions offense and the Buffalo Bills offense. And again, it is the GM's job to put their quarterback in the best position. And I don't think they are doing that work that they need to to alleviate what Josh Allen sometimes can make mistakes. No quarterback is, is perfect. No quarterback is flawless. The Chiefs were worse this season offensively because they didn't have as many weapons as they have in past. And Kelsey was banged up and he was, and he's getting older. Like there are reasons behind all of this. And so that's why I just ultimately like it. I don't want to be unfair to Josh Allen. I think think it is fair to criticize him. I think he's I think you're, I think you're kind of saying he's like, he sucks basically. I'm not thinking he he sucks. sucks. I'm just saying he's just not as good as some of these other guys. He's just not like like Jared Goff, like, their weapons and their like offense is not that far off. If you, you take the quarterbacks out, like what they have on paper, it's just not like David Montgomery wasn't like Gibbs is really, it's not like Kincaid and Laporta are like pretty similar. Diggs and Almond Ross St. Brown are pretty similar. Jared Goff just executes it really well. He's completing over 70% of his passes in the playoffs. 
He diced up the Rams. He diced up the Bucks. He's winning football games. I'd argue that the, the Lions have a little bit deeper of a a pool to throw to. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, they've got endless receivers and their running back duo is pretty dynamic. Um, but I mean, full credit to this GM who had a sick draft this year. You know, so many big playmakers were were drafted. I mean, Brian Branch was huge. You know, obviously we we mentioned Gibbs and Laporta. Like these guys are huge difference makers starting games and look we're like we're talking about teams that like have to go address needs next off season and don't have a ton of cap space like you have to hit on your draft picks but you know with the bills at the end of the day like look they're the two seed and josh allen has been there time after time after time and we might just have to come to terms with the fact that he might he might get the same love that like phil rivers got right where it's like he's a great quarterback but he can't win meaningful games and he can't make it to the big dance. And it might not fall, all fall on Josh Allen. A lot of it has to do with the team itself, maybe the coach, the way that the roster is constructed. But ultimately, like the guy that gets the most criticism is the guy that touches the ball every single play. It's Josh Allen. And, yeah. you know, he, they, he might just have to come to terms with that. I'm I'm not saying he sucks. I think he is really good, but I don't think he is like a top three. I don't I don't think he's in a class of Mahomes. I don't think he's in a class of Lamar. I mean, no let no one is sure. in a class. no one's in a Mahomes class of Mahomes. But Lamar's about to win his second MVP. Not there's like 10 guys in the history of the league that's done that. Like Lamar Jackson is really dynamic. And yes, it just his defense better for the Bills for sure. But Lamar has had injuries left, right, front, and center. He's had his tight end out, and they still get it done. I'm with you, Nick. I think at a certain point, it's like, hey, this guy has to get over the hump for me to like right. be really be blown away by him. Who is his coach before McDermott? Um, he had a rough. He he started with kind of a rough cycle. Who do you, let me? I'll look that up for you guys. I I other other teams. I'm I'm pretty impressed with Jordan Love. He was solid. That pick at the end of the game was bad. Purdy left a little bit to be desired. McCaffrey was great. Um, honestly, fun. Baker earned himself a, a an extension or you know a lot of money this offseason. Yes, he turned the ball over a couple times, but he he lit it up. Yeah, I mean he threw for the most yards in in this round. I have yeah, yeah I have no I have no doubt that he has a, a not just the earlier in the season we talked about like maybe they give him at least one more year, right? I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's three to four years sizable contract he deserves it that second pick nick was him at the end just trying to you yeah. have to make a throw there like right. sometimes for you're you're, th- you're forcing a window like that's you're on your own 10 yeah. right like mike evans up against the wall. Like, like in you know mike evans premier fashion oh my um, gosh he might not go anywhere no, he might I, stay I by the way mcdermott's been his coach the whole time Okay, so maybe Wait, that's so was, maybe you need to change that up. You know, maybe you need to change that up. Okay, but I think I'm with you. I'm like, look, I think I don't. I definitely don't think McDermott's it. Like, he can't get over the hump, and that that call was bonehead. Yeah, uh, I'm B- Baker. I think is like, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He got you. You won the division, uh, and you played really well against a good Detroit team, and you're close. I I think him and Love. Like, I would have loved if they made better, no pun intended, better throws at the end of the game. I didn't love either of those picks. I really think Baker tried to force it. I think Love was like under duress, of course, but he threw it into like a three on one thing. It's like, dude, get that ball just out on the sideline and restart. Because I think the Packers had a chance to win that game. Maybe more. I I, I had almost yeah, more I mean, faith were, in them than the Bucks. Up, they were up in the third quarter. They just and, needed a field yeah. goal to tie it, and then like we'll see what happens. 
Well, the, re- I, the reason why the Bucks lost this game, in my opinion, is not because of Baker, because yes, he made that interception on that last drive, but the drive before, like Nick's pointing out, like was one of the most perfectly executed drives by a quarterback I've seen in a long time. It's three deep outs on the right side of the field, and then he hits Mike Evans over the top. Like, oh my God, four, amazing. Four perfect throws in a row. The reason why they lost this game is the reason why they've lost games all season. It's because their pass defense has been vulnerable. And in this game, not only were the Lions able to exploit that, but they also, because the pass defense was giving so much up, then they were able yeah. to run the football. Jamel Dean went really down control. too. Like they had injuries yeah. in the defensive backfield. Like, oh, you got to give credit there, but they exploited it. They have to go into this draft. And I think they're in a really strong position that they don't have to go and they don't have to trade up to get a quarterback. They don't have to make any crazy moves. Like they could do what they did this past year and they took Kalaja Kansi. And like, that was a really good pick that you waited on. He's a good football player to have in the middle of the field. Like they could take the best corner available. It's really up to Baker though. At the end of the day, right. He's going to be a free agent. And if you're him, does it make sense to stay with them or does it make, what about the Steelers? Steelers are I think he's got I look man because I think he's seen both sides of the coin. He has been in Cleveland, it wasn't a great organization. And Steelers are a good organization, but like if it ain't broke and you find a place where you're succeeding and playing well, just stay there, man. And he went to the playoffs, they went decently far. He went to the playoffs with the Browns though, and it didn't end out work it didn't end up working out. Yes, but I don't like I don't I think the Bucks are going to give him some money. Like I I I think he's this is his fourth team. I think like you don't want to like change too many times. I don't know if the Steelers are a perfect fit offensively, quite frankly. Like, I'm, I like what this Bucks team has. Like, if they keep Mike Evans, like maybe trade Godwin, but if they keep these guys, Kate Otten and him are developing. Trey Palmer's developing. Him and Rashad White are developing. Like, they have a good thing going on offense. Like, he was really good this season. He was really good against the Lions. I don't think they need to make a crazy move. Like, I really yeah. don't. Like, I, he I, also, or he doesn't need to make a crazy move. I know he can win over any locker room, but, like, he's already won this locker room over, and he'd have I to love do him. one more time one more time in Pittsburgh. And I just feel like he's got the, like you said, Nick, he's got the leverage now, but he's a Florida man now. Yeah. Kind of hard hard to Florida man throws for three touchdowns and, and that's the best headline a a Florida man's had in quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other thoughts, gents? I mean, we'll do a preview later this week on the the conference championships, but any other thoughts, maybe on the Zans, Ravens, Niners, Packers, we didn't cover them as much. Uh, yeah, good season by the Texans. I mean, kudos to them. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, you know, really young team had low expectations heading into the season and really got the city of Houston excited, won a playoff game. Like that's a no small feat whatsoever. Um, definitely got a little overzealous, um, predicting them, but at the end of the day, this game was tied at halftime. So, I mean, they, there was a chance, but they just, their defense fell apart and their offense went stagnant. Um, but Really bright future for this team. I, I really like what they've got going on on offense. Nico Collins is really exciting. Uh, Tank Dell will, will get back next year and be healthy. You know, another year of CJ Stroud. Um, I think they can improve their run game a little bit. Singletary is fine. You know, he, he had a resurgence of a season, but I really think they need an X factor running back. Maybe address that in the draft. Uh, you know, our guy Jonathan Brooks could be a good fit there. Um, <coughs> Saquon. And yeah, that could be cool too. Or Derrick Henry. Um, He's a little yeah, old, but so we, yeah, he's, he's still fun. got it, man. Yeah. Like I, you know, there's certain guys. Yeah, I freaking Aaron Jones is a cockroach. Like this guy, just when you think Aaron Jones is about to fall off a cliff, he has like an 100 yard game. Like he's like he's just like he gets oh. hurt. It's done. Like Aaron Jones is toast. No, he's good. He just cannot die. Yeah. He's, in the best way possible. You know what I was thinking the other day, just watching the the Bills game, and this might not be like a, a comparison from like a playing standpoint or like a skill standpoint. 
But Latavius Murray is the next Frank Gore. Like <laughs> he's he's played for so long at this point, and like you just see him on like every single team. He'll be back next season, probably with a new team, not the Bills. And you'll be like, gosh, like when's this guy gonna retire? Isn't he like almost forty? Yeah, yeah. He's a really nice, have, like, nice, nice dude too. Super nice guy. Four touchdowns yeah. that he punched in from the two yard line. Like that's yeah. just that's just his mo. Yeah. So now there's. Look with the with the Lions getting to the NFC Championship, the only five teams that have not made a conference title since two since two thousand. Sure, yeah, I think you guys. Five teams have not made a conference title since two thousand. One of them has never. One of them has never made it. They were enfranchised in in two thousand two. So yes, that's number one. The Zans, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys, Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Yep. So the Cowboys, the Texans, Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, the Lions. I mean, this well, is count. It was until now. The okay. Lions are scratched off, right? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, the no, not the Bears. Um, the Titans. No, Titans made it. Titans made it in two thousand. No, Maybe, okay, they made yeah. it. They made it, and I think they made it afterwards. And recently, um, with Tannehill. The man, the Manders, the Dolphins, the Manders. The Commanders and the Dolphins. That's that's all five teams. So the Washington Commanders, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Texans. But the Texans have an asterisk because they weren't even created until after 2000. Um, and the Texans are closer than the rest of those teams too, right? They got to the divisional round in a year with a rookie quarterback and the rest of these teams. Um, yeah, what a honestly, like, as we close out this segment, what a nightmare by the, by the Dolphins. I mean, they – Look like it was a really promising season without their offense clicking. You know that the Hard Knocks team, like Tua's getting MVP praise, Tyreek Hill's getting MVP praise, but they got riddled by injuries. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think they just didn't construct that talented of a roster um, to really kind of get them over the hump. Lost the division in the last game of the season, and then make a first round exit in the playoffs. And then next year, you know, they're going to have questions like what they want to do with their team. You know, they're also going to have questions what they want to do with their head coach at some point. You know, it's like, yeah, how much longer do you want to ride Mike McDaniel? Um, well, it's just I mean, like I, if you win that division, you're playing the Steelers in the first round, right? And, right. You're, and you you're feel like you and you're at Hard Rock, yeah, and you feel like you have a pretty good shot of getting on. And then, right. okay, whatever happens against the Chiefs at that point is, it's it's whatever, and you're probably going to lose that game. I think you know, I still believe the Bills were a better team than the Dolphins were. Uh, but and I think that maybe the Chiefs might have routed them, but at least you would have gotten to the divisional round and had some momentum going into the offseason and next season. But yeah. now now it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's keep it going. Let's go to baseball. Really fun time for us. I'm going to try to like throw this in there. Can you guys see it? It's really small. Never mind. Um, I'm going to share my screen. It's the ballot the, for ants. The ballot for ants. What is this? A ballot for ants? Um, okay. Share your screen. I'm going to share my screen. Let's see how it looks right here. Awesome. I might zoom in a little bit. Okay. This is the Hall of Fame ballot 2024. We can max pick 10 guys. Let's do it together. By the way, I've seen so many shit ballots. There's been like one guy who who apparently I think he he like put a player on last year and then took him off this year or something. Like, what is the point of that? That's so frustrating. You think people I, have their I, I, own like rules where it's like I can only vote for a guy like two years in a row or something like that because if a new pool gets introduced, it's it it's changes. So stupid though. It's like no, no. He he legit like only voted for one player. It's not like he had like a ma- he hit his max or anything. Oh like oh, it's, gotcha. It's like he voted for a player last year and then left him off and then and then picked a different player this year. 
That's ridiculous. It's like what changed in the year of this guy being retired that doesn't make him a Hall of Famer to you? Yeah, yeah. I hate that. I hate that some of these guys are just built like dickheads. It's just the they need to put more young writers, more people into this pool of. They need to put the players too. Like, yeah, it's so too. absurd. It's so absurd. Oh, let's just go. Have, we, have we looked into cloning Jeff Passan yet? Have we looked? We should. That? I mean, that, that now we're talking value picks. Um, <laughs> let's. Is it let's, easier to scr- looking at this list? Is it easier to scratch guys off first? Yeah, so that's what I'm. Yeah, let's scratch some guys off. Is okay. Trying to trying to get at. It. Let's. We, we'll go down the list. Anybody Can in we, column A you want to scratch off? Um, Burley. Done. Um, Adrian Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, probably Bartillo Cologne. Yep. Um, that's that one hurts me. Honestly, like. Bats, Joey, Jose Batista. Yeah, I was about to say probably Joey Bats, right? So who from yeah Bats Abreu too? He had a really. I would. He's not getting in. I think the. I think there's only two guys on this first column that are getting in. Helton and Brett Beltre. Yes. Can we Beltre's have a Matt, Can we just discuss? He's going to Matt in. Holiday quickly. I agree with you, Nick. Oh, obviously, he's a he's a lock. Um, yeah. Can we discuss Matt Holiday at least? Sure. Like, why are we really? We're so out on him. Do you want to hear his numbers at all? Like, please, yeah. Okay, so Matt Holiday, seven-time All Star, he's got a World Series title, he's got a batting title, he's a four-time Silver Slugger. He's got twenty-one hundred hits, three hundred home runs, and a career batting average of two ninety-nine. Now, a lot of people would be like, "Well, he spent six years in Colorado. His batting average in St. Louis is still two ninety-three." Like. And that's where he won a World Series. That's where he made a majority of his All Stars, four of the seven. I just think he's getting. I think he's getting a fair, unfair shake, in my opinion. I, can I then, if you're I mean, going to say Matt Holiday, can Beltran. I say Carlos? Yeah, I was about to say, can I give you Carlos Beltran's numbers? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't even see Beltran. Beltran should be in the Hall of Fame because he's a nine-time All Star, three-time Gold Glove, two-time Silver Slugger. He won a World Series. He was the Rookie of the Year. Twenty-seven hundred hits. Yeah, no, he I should mean, be in the. Sorry, I missed him. He should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. How okay. what's his? What he's got like four hundred homers and three hundred steals. Yeah, four thirty five career, two seventy nine batting average, uh, three hundred twelve steals. Like he's a, he's a he's a lock. He should be a lock for the Hall of Fame. Like those are Hall of Fame numbers. I think he's probably getting a bad rap for the whole Astros bit, but like those guys, at least as of right now, three of the ten should be on the ballot. Right, well, um, let's, let's mark off this list. So we have. Bel- Beltran, Beltre, and Todd Helton. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not in on Holiday, unfortunately. That's fine. I There's just wanted the to... guys have been left out that have better stats than him. That's fine. I just wanted to mention him as like a hey, like this guy Hall of very good. And he didn't touch home plate when he slid into the plate against the Padres. Okay, that uh, sounds like a bit of a personal thing. Um, Jose Reyes, no. Are you going to mark it? Um, I can't. Gonna... Mark. I mean, we're just going to have to – it wasn't marking on this sheet for me. I'm going to mm-hmm. do a, a little thing later for us. Um, Jose Jose Reyes, no. no. Manny, Manny Ramirez, you want to table him or are we hard pass on him for getting caught, blatantly caught? And... I mean, I've been, I've been in on, like, all those guys getting in. So, I, I like, yeah. for me, he's in. Okay. He's tabled. Like, he's a fi- he's 555 home runs. Yeah. World Series winner for the Sox, like brought it back to Boston. Like, I I know he I, I know he towards the end got busted a little bit, but he's a twelve time All Star. 
you know, multiple World Series, World Series MVP, nine times Silver Slugger. It's pretty crazy. Hey, if, you, if you're saying yes to him, who are Nick and I to say no, right? That's, I, that's our... He's tabled for me. Like, if we have a room for a 10th, he should be in there. Okay. Uh, B, B. Phillips? No. 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 Pettit? Let's table him. I... Okay. Mauer, I think... yes. Mauer, yeah. He's the best catcher, second best Mar catcher of our Martinez, generation. no. No, V. I... Martin, no way. Great career, though. Andrew Jones on the ballot or tabled? I think no, unfortunately. I could give you the numbers if you'd like. I saw the numbers. Oh, you've seen them, Nick. Toss, you want anything? You want some? I'll, I'll, I'll look. I'll look as you continue. Well, he I have, just he doesn't even have 2,000 hits. He's got he's got 434 home runs, but that's really the biggest thing. What about the 10 gold 10 gloves? gloves? Sure. It's dope, <laughs> but like Omar Vizquel, how many does he have? Yeah, but Omar Vizquel doesn't have the batting stats that. Andrew Jones has Omar, Omar Vizquel has twenty eight hundred hits. Yeah, but he played for twenty four years. He made two All Stars. He has doesn't he have a hundred home runs? His batting average is two seventy. He's got eleven Gold Gloves. Does it matter at all that he is like by far the best player from Curacao ever? Does that does that give it any? Gives a, it gives a little juice. It gives does I, it. Would, would you rather have Tory Hunter or Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame? Oh, that's like telling me to Sophie's choice right now. This is tough, dude. That, those are like my favorite two players. Probably Tory Hunter. I'm team Tory Hunter. I mean, 2,400 hits, 353 home runs, nine gold gloves. Like, how many I, steals I he's 20, got? Uh, 195. That's good. I, pretty impressive that Tory Hunter ended up with 353 home runs. We're gonna, Do you feel like, though, here's a question for you guys. Like, in a vacuum, who's a better baseball player? At their peak? Yeah. Really? Andrew, I would – Andrew, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. Uh, like yeah, 50, I guess he's got – yeah, he's got better war. 50 home runs. Better OPS. Yeah. But, I mean, what, it's what you did, what you did like, in the game, and I think Torrey Hunter had a better career. I think we have to leave both of them out for now. Okay. okay. A-Rod? I mean, he's not going to get in, but yeah, I'd have him online. He's the he's arguably the best player ever. Yep. If we're putting A Rod in, I gotta put Manny in though. Let's put A Rod in first, and then wait on Manny. That's fair. K Rod. No. Damn. I feel it though. I'm with it. Jimmy Rollins. Mm, not yet. I would table. I would table Rollins. Chef. Yes. Yeah. I like he didn't get busted. Shields. Five hundred home runs. Five, oh yeah, I'm with you and Chef. Shields, I can't even believe he's on no here. No way. Chutley. He, he can get in the Hall of Fame just for uh getting the, the trade for the hall. Yeah, uh Tatis trade. Chut Chutley, this is a big one. The arguably the best second it's arguably the best second baseman of our generation. Like positional yeah. value, six-time All-Star, World Series, four-time Silver Slugger. But he doesn't like – I don't know. I'd have a tough time putting him in, not putting Matt Holiday in. The hall He's not really nice to servers. I don't know. Okay. That was – that the, again, it's a lot, of, a lot of personal on your ballot. Um, I feel like ballot, isn't that how baseball writers take their ballots? You were just complaining about it, though. So it's a bit – it's a bit, you know, pot calling the kettle black. Uh 
I'm the, war com- the war comparison between Utley and Holiday isn't even close. Like it's not even in favor of Utley. Oh, massively. He's okay. Got 20, he's 20 points ahead of him. I would put. I think he's gonna get in. By the way, probably. He was funny That's, on always, always Sunny. So that on a personal that note. goes that goes for you personally pretty well. I think yeah. of the. The ballot that's been released so far. Where is he at? Let me see. He's he's short though. I, I'm gonna we'll table him for now and then go with the other guys. Yeah, but he just needs to hit a certain number to stay on the ballot. It's true. He'll stay yeah. on the ballot. We'll stay out. He'll stay in the ballot for he's sure. He's on our first ballot Hall of Famer though. I'm not putting him in right now. Viscell, no. Wagner for me is a yes. David Wright, no. If Pedroia is not going in, neither is David Wright. Yeah, I'm good with that. So Billy Wagner, yes. Gary Sheffield, yes. So our ballot right now A-Rod, is Rod, yes. We have Beltray, Helton, Beltran, Mauer, Arod, Chef, Wagner. That's seven dudes. We have room for three more with Rollins, Ramirez. Yeah, put, um, put Manny in for sure. Manny at eight. How many years has Jimmy been on the ballot? Um, Jimmy Rollins has been on the ballot. This is his third season. It's, I don't know. They're a little longer. Yeah, I'm for sure with you there a little longer. Billy Wagner's his ninth year. He has to get in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Wagner. Jones is seventh year. Hunter's fourth year. Hunter's I think they could take into consideration. I, I, I'd be cool with putting Jones in this year and then waiting on Hunter. Okay, so Jones is our ninth player. That means for one more spot, we have Utley. Wait, we don't have Pettit in there? We have Utley and Pettit that we're debating. Let's put I can, Pettit in. Let me see Pettit stats really quickly. Three All-Stars in ALCS MVP Five World Series. Also the pickoff king. Um, 256 career wins. 200, wins. 2,448 strikeouts. A three five World Series. Yeah, no. That's great. <laughs> It is nuts. What's his playoff stats? I think that'll that'll definitely help me out here a bit. Um, let me find that postseason pitching. Um, Nineteen and ten with a three point eight one ERA. All time postseason record for wins, games started, good. and innings pitched. I'll do it. And he's a Yankee. I'll do it. Let me see where he's at though in this year. Pettit is. He's not getting a lot of votes. He's got the whole PEDs thing on his on his ass, which is pretty unfortunate. But that's our ballot. Beltran, Beltre, Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, Nanny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Chase Utley left off. Yeah, I'm but cool he's get he's getting it, you know. So it's he'll get in at some point. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I am I cool with it. All right. I think it's pretty well done. I think it's pretty solid, gents. This is the guessing game. Are you guys ready? Do you want to play as a team or do you want to play individually to see who gets it first? Don't matter. Uh, yeah, don't matter. We can team okay. up. You pick for us. Team up. It's more fun together. Okay. You're going. To, I'm going to present the player stats on the screen, and you are going to guess who the player is. What sport? Football. Wide okay. receivers. Okay. Player number one. You guys see that? Um, no. Let me blow it up. It's really small. Anquan Bolden. Nice, Nick. Uh, 
Number two. Um, Marshall. Nice. Starting yeah. off easy. Going to work our way in. Good warm up. Yeah, he played. He finished his career in Seattle. Yeah, who knew? Robert Woods. Cool. All right, good three for three. Let's kick it up a notch. Hmm. Um, Hicks. Hakeem Nicks. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> Technically <laughs> Hicks. Hicks Nicks, yeah. And the last one of the day, gentlemen, you guys are firing him off. Jeff Passan ain't got nothing on you. Uh, Vernon, wait. Is this t- the this is, oh, only wide receivers? Sorry. I'm looking at 85. That was Vernon Davis's number with San Francisco. Um, is that Brandon Lloyd? Bang. Nice. Nice, dude. Really good, Nick. Brandon Lloyd, one of the most underrated wide receivers of all time. For sure. His hands were insane. Led the league in receiving. Goaded. Goaded and goaded. Gentlemen, very fun show. Great debate. Great talking baseball, football, and great little fun game that you guys absolutely dominated. Next time, I'm going to make it a lot tougher. Fisher, Tosopolis, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Crowder. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need for your next project today at Menards and save big money. LP Smart Side products are the number one brand of engineered wood siding. Smart Side trim and siding offers long-lasting performance and delivers the warmth and beauty of traditional wood. Save big money today at Menards and LP Smart Side products. Plus, visit Menards.com to view the weekly flyer and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.